Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. Welcome back, everyone that's listening. Hope you are having a wicked week. It's mate, it's March ready. Can you believe that? Oh, what's that about? <laughs> like I don't even know what day it is, to be honest. <laughs> it's all just one day. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And so in today's episode team, we have Wait, I, I don't even call you Beth. I call you Weight Loss Beth now. Um, yeah, that's well your, <laughs> It's like yeah. your username is now your real name. Like, Honestly, I was in B&M and someone said, oh my God, are you Weight Loss Beth? And I was like, I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Beth, who is a lovely individual who has lost a lot of weight herself. So we've invited Beth onto the podcast because we're going to dive into someone who's been through their own experiences. And you're really going to kind of hear firsthand of someone who's been through a, how many pounds have you lost so far, Beth? 86. 86. That is a good effort. That is a lot. And as you know, you know, we always talk about struggles and how it starts. So Beth is going to fill us with an abundance of firsthand, um, you know, background into what it is that, you know, she went through, how she worked it. And as you guys all know, you know, there's going to be a bit of comedy and uh, flow in there as well. So we're just going to roll with it. So first and foremost, Beth, welcome. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Give us kind of like a, what, give us a Wikipedia bio. I hate this question. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's horrible, isn't it? It's like, tell us about, it's like an interview. But no, no. Yeah, 21 questions. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm your normal girl, really, Beth. 25 from Devon, recently married, got a house, two dogs. You know, nice. the usual. Wait, when were you married prior to COVID, right? Yeah. Was it in the, the year mindset? before? Oh, okay. Yeah. So you you got the good deal. Yeah, I was through the skin of my teeth. So we got married September 2019, and then COVID obviously hit in the March. Yeah. Well played. Well yeah, played. You, you, you got you timed that well. For some yeah. reason, all of my uni. So I've got a uni reunion coming up. So I did go to uni for you for Hayden and Beth, by the way, team were laughing at me for going to uni. So I went to uni and literally I think like four or five of them have tried to get married last year and they're yeah. all now like waiting it out still. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm a hairdresser. So I had like a lot of bridal hair books in and that's all had to be like pushed back and we're so sorry for them, but you know, you love them, you know, you can wait. <laughs> Well, that's it. That's not, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like marriage is because you love someone. You're showing like your your sign of love and your commitment. It doesn't matter yeah. whether it's like twelve or no. six months later down the line. Are you are you going to love them less? Is that what you're saying? Like, my love yeah, might dwindle yeah. in sixteen months' time. They might annoy me so yeah. much. I'm out. That's it. So, Beth, let's dig into the good stuff, as Hayden likes to say. Tell us, obviously, so you've gone for a big weight loss journey yourself, you know, so you've experienced the ups and downs that many people have and that we often, you know, talk about and things like that. So tell us a bit about where you were before you kind of embarked on this journey, as it were. So where was kind of pre, you know, where was Beth 88 pounds ago? Um, I was your standard yo-yo dieter. Mm-hmm. Uh, depressed, miserable, hate looking in the mirror. Like, I wish I wasn't. I wish I was like, oh, body positivity. I love being, you know, overweight. I wasn't. 
I hated mm. being overweight. I hated looking at my body. Um, and I think when you grow up and you're always the bigger one in the group, it's that stigma, isn't it? You, you're always stuck with it. I was, I literally, my friends was two best in my group and I was big best. Oh my God, I hated it so much. And, uh, you know, you laugh it off, you laugh it off, but it, it does dig away at you. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, sick of it. And I'd done all these stupid fad diets, you know, cutting out carbs. Um, I've seen around everything. I've tried it and uh, nothing really seems to click with me. And I don't mm-hmm. think my mindset was ever in that right space. I was always looking for a quick fix. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. And that was me to a T. Yeah, and like even just the, like the the words that you use are so powerful. Or the the words that um, people use to almost like define your identity is huge as well. Because like, did you just say like you were you were called Big Beth? Did you say? Yeah, yeah. So, it was um yeah. There was a another girl called Beth, and she was Little Beth, and I was Big Beth. Bear in mind, I'm, I'm not tall. It was because of my size because I was bigger. Yeah, and so the really interesting thing that here is like we see this like um, an awful lot. Like people, like unintentionally, you will form your identity to that as well. So when you're all of a sudden called like Big Beth, like you will revolt back to being that. And when you uh, inevitably like struggle or fail or anything like that, not, I'm not saying you as an individual did this, but a lot of the majority of people do. Is it's almost like, mm-hmm. oh, do you know what? I'm Big Beth. I was always meant to be this anyway, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, I just- literally took on that name, and I, I I used to call myself. Oh, I'm fat and fabulous. Yeah. Like to mask how I was actually feeling, I like tried to empower that. When in reality, I just felt like crap. <laughs> what's the What's the time frame on this? Like, where, how long ago is this? The weight loss. Yeah. So, where, at what point? Like, what was the? So, obviously, we alluded to how much you lost, but like, what was the moment? Like, what was the date when you were like, okay, like enough is enough? Like, how long are we talking here? Are we talking like twelve months or like? Yeah. So I lost the six stone in one year. Wow. It was in March um, before I was getting married. I was literally trying on wedding dresses and I was like, God, you're a pig. And it sounds awful when I hate saying it out loud, but I'm going to be honest, that's what's going through my mind. Yeah. Um, and then I lost four stone before the wedding, which was in September. Kind of plateaued. I was happy at that weight. I was, a le- I was a level and a half stone. I felt good. I was like, my size is like 10 to 12. Um, and then in the, I think it was in the new year, I was, and then when lockdown came around, I was like, sorry, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so 2020, um, I was like, oh my God, I'm at home all day, every day. It's going to be so easy to slip back into bad habits. Um, Mm -hmm. So I like got to do loads of meal prep. I was eating really well and I lost another two stone through that. Mm -hmm. So altogether it was like 12 months. So good. What but like was, up and down and it wasn't like 12 months consistently which people always think they think I lost you know two pounds every week for the whole year and it wasn't it was up and down all over the place but I still felt good and I was I kept positive I knew it wasn't going to be easy yeah is that not that's not what my fit my fitness pal says that you can lose two pounds every single week is that not <laughs> <fun>? <laughs> yeah I had this conversation I was told that, you know 1200 calories two pounds a week yeah, yeah. like it's like clockwork you know and I you tried got... that actually I did that in the beginning I think most of us have yeah we, I think anyone who downloads it will, will always select it's like the pounds. default and everyone listening yeah. to this now as to and everyone always like Ryan why do you say that what, why does it say that so I've spoke to someone who used to work for my fitness pal I don't even know if I've ever told you this Hayden this is how I know this yeah, so know. I spoke to someone who used to work to my fitness my fitness pal 
basically 1200 calories is basically the the minimum that people are allowed to advise by like the i think it's the world health organization say it so like even doctors say that like 1200 is like a minimum that anyone can like advise to like basically people to function so that's why that's the lowest that they can ever give you because without that they would give you less <laughs> basically yeah, um, which is crazy and looking at your kind of let's throw a bit of humor in here. What was the, what was the best diet or thing you did to lose weight that you look back on and you were like, cause everyone listening to this podcast knows that I once took, I'd had droplets of this like apple flavored stuff that I put under my tongue that apparently was going to get me shredded in six weeks. Obviously <laughs> that was my best one. These drops under your tongue and fat burners, me and Hayden used to take them many years ago and made us oh, basically. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> what were your best ones? Tell us your top two. Oh God! Oh, cling film in my stomach right, with a no. solution, and it's from a massive um, clothing, a very popular clothing um, website. They had yeah, on there, you know, like extras, this uh, weight loss cream, and I ordered it. I was how desperate I was. I ordered this cream, smothered it on my belly, and cling filmed up. So I tried that, and I'm like, How, how long did that stay on for? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I think it was like an hour, like forty minutes to an hour, and I was just sweating. It was just water weight. Like I know this now, but at the time yeah, I was so course. desperate. Yeah, um, that's no my issue. Is the, that word? I've done everything. Because you said that word there, desperate. And I'm like, that's yeah. the most, I think, infuriating thing is that when you're, and you'll agree, no doubt, when you're in that position, you are so desperate that you're like, yeah. I will do anything. Even if, like logically, even if you probably sat yourself down and said, Beth, do you really think putting cream in your stomach is going to undo <laughs> yeah. all these issues for you? You'd have answered no, because you're like, no, of course not. Yeah. But in the moment of desperateness, you're like, I will try anything, like anything yeah. to help me. I literally, if I could go back now and print screen my Google history, it would literally be things like, how can I lose a phone in a week? Mm, yeah. I would Google that. Like, how mad is that? But the scary thing is, like, there's actual answers to it on Google. <laughs> oh God, yeah. yeah, there is. And it's things like these diabetic people that are pre-diabetic. Yeah. They're giving you these diets to do. Oh, it's just mm. ridiculous. So what, like, uh, I'm just intrigued, like, what was, like, we always find there's a, like, a pinnacle moment in someone's life where it's like, enough is enough, and I'm actually taking action now. Are you saying it was yours, the wedding? Yeah. Uh, it was like a concoction of everything. I had my wedding, I had my hen do, I was going to be, in, like, I was getting married abroad, so it wasn't because of having a wedding, it was I was going to be in bikinis with all my friends, my family. Um, and I, I think the wedding had a massive part to play. But it was also just me being sick and tired of feeling how I was feeling. And the wedding kind of made that, you know, made that feeling more apparent. Yeah. Because a lot of people use things like that, like a wedding or something, you know, the amount of people that even listen to this that are like, yeah, I mean, I lost like three, like you always hear it. Even my mate did it. Like my mate, he yeah. lost loads of weight because he got married in, uh, on Thebes in the South of France. It was gorgeous. He dropped like three stone mm -hmm. for this. He's put it all back on because it was just- I was just about to say that. How did you manage to not slip back? That's the powerful thing is that- Yeah, and I think that's the difference. Yeah, because I said, like I said, the wedding was a massive thing, a part, part of it, but I never gave myself, I think where people go wrong is they'll say, I'm losing three stone for my wedding. I didn't mm -hmm. do that. I didn't do it for the wedding as such. I said, I need to get healthy. I need to change my life. It wasn't a diet. I know it's a, you have, you're on a diet. You change your yeah, weight yeah, for the diet. I wasn't doing any quick fix. I wasn't trying to find the next best thing. I was changing my my whole lifestyle. And I, I, I think the biggest stigma, I didn't want to be the bride that got fat out of the wedding. 
Say that like, again. Lost the weight, had the nice pictures, and then put the weight on again after the wedding. I yeah. wasn't going to be that person. Yeah, I, I missed that last happen. bit. What, what did you say then? Sorry, but the bridesmaids. What did they do? No, not the bridesmaids. I didn't oh. want to lose lose the weight, get married, and then gain it all again. I didn't right, want to be okay. that bride. Yeah, right, I see. Yeah. And it's such a common thing. I, I, I think I don't think anyone goes. I say anyone. That's probably not true. Most ninety percent of people lose weight for their wedding. Yeah. Like no one just says, "Oh yeah, I've got my wedding," and they don't like try and trim up for it. And it's like, but it's always a short, a short-lived thing. So mm-hmm. I'm interested. What was your defining moment? What like we always ask this, you know, to our clients when they first join. You know, what is this trigger? What was the trigger for? you was it trying on the dresses and you were like this is it like something just clicked being like okay. i wish there was like more of a more of a light bulb moment but that it wasn't mm-hmm. really like an, i didn't really have that i had kind of i tried on dresses i didn't feel confident i didn't feel comfortable nothing fit me i just felt you know miserable so that was one factor um the no one has to be in a bikini was one factor feeling like depressed and still binge eating was another factor it was kind of everything played on my mind and everything combined was like the light bulb moment. It wasn't just one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, that was when I was just like, what are you doing? And it, again, it wasn't like I wasn't, you know, healthy, um, doing everything amazing from the get-go. It was like a learning process. I had one good day and I felt really good. So that turned into a good week. I had a good week. It turned into a good month. Mm. And it just spiraled from there. And I knew what to do. I was Googling recipes. I was finding alternative ingredients. And, you know, it was like a... It was like an adrenaline rush, like, oh my God, I lo- I'm, lo- I'm loving this. Mm. So did you, is this the first time that you had really been serious about trying to lose weight or ha- had you tried multiple times and, and failed? Yeah, tried multiple times, lost the weight, but then gained it all again, like anyway. So I'd lost two stone with Slimmer World, but I gained three back. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And I think I was, so that was common. kind of around the time that I was looking at wedding dresses and I think I was so low from losing the weight, gaining it, it wasn't good for me, but you know. Yeah. So and, what, you know, um, from that point. what, what do you feel then was why did this one stick? Why did this one, what was different about this time than any other time it, that you previously? I didn't cut anything out. There was no, I, I stopped nice. seeing foods as bad and good. And that Ooh, is like so the powerful. biggest thing. Yeah. And no, it honestly it is like not one food is going to make me overweight. Mm-hmm. so and that was the massive turning point like with everything I'd done before I cut foods out I limited you know how much I could have and that was the barrier I had to break through like it, it was more mental that I had to get through like Beth you can still have that bloody donut if you want that donut <laughs> you know you haven't got to cut it out and then eat 10 on the mm-hmm. weekend because you were craving it so badly yeah yeah, yeah so true so true and it's so true it's so true isn't it mm. I had a donut the other day and there was no jam in it. I was so annoyed. Just what? side note. Well, that's yeah, not man. On. I know. What? I was yeah. like, sorry, it was take just... it at co-op. If you're listening to this, I'm going to call you out on live TV yeah. podcast, Even, uh, Yeah, no jam. Not one. Was it all about the same thing? Hang on, did you buy a, you bought a donut and it was, was it a jam donut and it didn't have jam in it? Yes, Hayden, it wasn't like a normal donut and I was like, why isn't there jam in it? <laughs> you were shocked that there was no jam in this donut. Someone's <laughs> cut the jam out of the middle. middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, outraged. Um, so, I mean, that's so powerful because I think the, what people don't realize is it's probably like we always say the biggest factor when it comes to losing weight is adherence. And one of the first things we do is restrict there's no way that you can do anything if you restrict it. 
some people maybe, you know, you hear those very few people that can go cold turkey, you know, whether it's smoke or alcohol, smoking or alcohol or sugar, you know, mm-hmm. they do literally just cut it out one day, it's done. Yeah. For most of us, it's never going to be possible. And it's also not needed, no. you know? Um, no. So where did you start? Like, tell us where you start. What was the first kind of like thing that you did? You know, you've woken up on this day number one and you're like, right, this mm-hmm. is it. This is, this is the start of weight loss, Beth. Like, what did you do that yeah. first morning? What was your kind of like, well, kind of like, I know my fitness pal can get a bad rep, but that's what I did. I downloaded my fitness pal. Um, again, in the very beginning, I can select two pounds a week. I've got, mm-hmm. I, I did. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. You don't have to just. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and be like, oh, I slept one pound. I didn't. I slept two pounds. So I was still in that, you know, I just started. I wasn't in the right mind frame yet. I was getting my head around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the very beginning, I wasn't doing it correctly. I was still eating, ba- like, not bad foods. I was still eating high calorific foods that were high in fats, high in sugars, and just eating less. So mm-hmm. I essentially crashed and burned because I wasn't getting the right nutrients for my body. I was just so lethargic and I'm a hairdresser yeah, and I'm yeah. on my feet all day. I need energy. That was a massive learning curve. And it only took me a week or two to realize, right, this is what I need Too to be low. doing. Yeah. Um, so I just like researched different recipes. Um, so if I wanted a brownie, I could make it, but you know, use honey and yogurt instead of, butter and sugar and things like that. Like I still have butter and sugar, but you know, just making things lower calorie mm-hmm. um, really helps. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to interject slightly there, but like, it's really, really powerful that I think loads of people need to know about this and what, what you did. Now, this is a concept that I speak to um, quite a few people about, especially our clients is you are, you are essentially doing something that I call like reflect and redirect. And it's where, you basically are always so what so many people do is they have these expectations of this this journey that they're setting out on and when reality doesn't hit those expectations what happens is like a huge amount of friction is caused and they they quote unquote fall off plan and all of this however if you always are reflecting and redirecting like you just did then like like Mm -hmm. you said literally in the first couple weeks you identified that your approach that you were doing wasn't working for you so you redirected now what like (laughs) the analogy i use is like captains of ships like when they go out to or on their like uh, voyage or wherever mm-hmm. they're looking to get to like inevitably they're going to drift they can't do anything about that because of the wind direction yeah. and all of this that like, a ship will drift but a captain doesn't wait until they've drifted 50 miles like 100 miles <laughs> until they then <laughs> redirect so but like yeah we do that as human beings, but like the fact that you identified there straight away is you didn't wait until you drifted like way no. off course. You course corrected straight away and you were like, right, I need to change mm. up here. Like I think that's so important um for everyone's success, like moving forward. Yeah, so, yeah it's really, really powerful. Yeah. No, it is it's so true. Mm. It's and I think to you. old Beth would have just carried on doing that lost maybe a stone um and then gained yeah. it back again yeah. i would be like oh, i'm not doing this anymore i feel like crap um whereas my new mindset was no i know calorie deficit is the only way to lose weight it's the only way so i know i need to, it's, what i'm doing is wrong and it is it was wrong could you say that again <laughs> well <laughs> i was wrong no no no, no. <laughs> so calorie deficit works yeah the only go. way to lose weight <laughs> uh, well, I, I know wrong, and i never that? knew that i never knew that yeah of course some people how, don't how still don't agree five-year-old yeah. woman not know the calorie deficit i didn't know what the, I, in the beginning i was like deficit deficit i didn't know what it was i was like <laughs> yeah. what is this word mm-hmm. it's ridiculous it's and because you don't- they, 
ha- I was going to say, you don't have to track calories to be in a calorie deficit. Everyone listening to this as well. It's just, oh, very, I, I don't very, track calories now. Yeah. It's a very, very good tool into the education of energy density of food. So you understand where your calories are. Go on, yeah, hey, definitely. Yeah. I, well, I think like there is, uh, you've got like optimal, optimal ways and like non-optimal ways to lose weight essentially, but it is very individualistic. Now, this is the thing of like my fitness pal. And like you were just saying at the beginning, like that's how you start. And I, it's such a great way to start because it gives you the education and understanding into what actually like, like what calories are in certain foods and stuff. And it gives you such a better mm-hmm. understanding to then be able to eventually start to start eyeballing, start to understand. Like I bet you're having the knowledge. Yeah. Like there's probably recipes that you cook now that you completely are like, I know roughly that's 300 calories because you've tracked yeah. for so long and you know, like yeah. the foods that you're putting in and, there. The thing is, you know, Calorie counting gets a bad rep. Any anything to do with losing weight is going to get a bad rep. Because people who take it too far, that's the individual. That's not mm-hmm. the calorie count is not the problem. It's the mindset behind it. And it's a shame mm-hmm. people can go down that slippery path. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was lucky enough to lose weight, kind of gain the knowledge I needed to gain. And now I don't need to. Like you said, I can eyeball mm-hmm. it and I know what I'm having, which is amazing for me. Um, but yeah, it's not the be all and end all. You haven't got to do calorie counting. Like I, I bought smaller plates from IKEA smaller plates smaller bowls because I was having massive portions you know I could have probably done it that way but I needed my own sanity I needed the knowledge behind it mm. so but we're all so different no two people are the same Man, it's, and it's so good and it is it's, it's this reflect and direct like everything I'm hearing you it say is. I'm like it's literally what we teach everyone and the fact that you've mm-hmm. you've done your own research and you've taken time yeah. and you've reflected on you know you haven't just jumped into something and if it didn't work stopped this time yeah. around which is why you've managed to get to where you get to you're like right I'm not just going to throw in the towel let's see let's yeah. actually we, we all say this to our clients we, we coach women to become thinkers because we're like we are so autonomous in life that like if something doesn't go away we think we're broken we think we're stuck xyz yeah step back you can like the whole world opens up in front of you and you can then understand exactly why something's happening what it's doing and how you can just like course correct it to how you yeah do. it's 100 the saying of you know work smarter not harder mm-hmm. no you haven't got a you know yeah it's, it's so true and that's what i live by I was like, staying, staying positive, staying motivated, you know, and, you know, yes, again, work smarter. I can just tell though, by like everything you've said and like you're, you've just, you've just been extremely kind to yourself this whole journey as well. Like you've, you've yeah. allowed yourself to, you know, understand that there's going to be some days where you fancy eating less nutrient dense foods. There's some days where your calories mm-hmm. are going to be much higher, but you've always yeah course corrected and like made sure like you're still like focusing on your trajectory of where you're going yeah, yeah. where did the mindset shift like even um as in like being kind to yourself because i think that is probably one of the additional factors as to why people yeah that so took hard. i think i think being like kind to myself was the took longer than everything else did mm-hmm. um so if i had a mcdonald's and then went and had a i don't know a pancake and i had a chocolate bar that guilt would still be there. That guilt would, you know, be overwhelming. Um, but as time went on, it was a case of kind of teetering myself back from the edge of being like, okay, but this has happened. We accept it. It's, you know, it's not going to ruin my week. It's not going to, not going to let it affect me like that anymore. I've got to like be strong 
and accept that, you know, I may have gone down a little spiral, but I'm bringing myself back out of it. Um, it was, and it, that wasn't, that wasn't overnight. It wasn't, it took me a long time to get that mindset to change. So I did feel the guilt quite a lot during my journey. Um, but that's because I was prone to binge eating. If I wasn't prone to that, it probably would have been a different ball game. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely, I think people think that I just, you know, lost the weight, got rid of all of these issues. And I was, I'm now like, oh, little miss weight loss stuff. And it's not, I still, like, even now I still have days where I don't want to get out of bed and I feel like crap and I've eaten too much food and my IBS is plating up. Like it happens mm-hmm. to all of us. Yeah. I, I mean, I am, so uh, I, at one period through my life, like I lost 30 pounds. Um, and I was one of those kids again, that was, that was like, I, I was overweight as a kid and like, I did get like kind of teased and bullies a little bit at school because of it. And like, mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely had like a lot of eating issues, but even now, like I still have like, I still have some kind of like, there's a small element to me where taking my t-shirt off I am like anxious about, but I don't think it completely yeah. like you don't just eradicate it completely. It doesn't completely no. go. Um, yeah. You're always going to have those small issues that are there. And even for someone now that, like I said, like I'm like 30 to 40 pounds lighter now than I was then I'm now a nutritionist. Like I'm yeah. like completely educated on these subjects, but like I still have like body confidence issues. Yeah. You can't just get your mind to turn off. You can't just, mm-hmm. It's one of those things in the world we live in, you're going to compare your body. You're going to. Yeah. It's impossible not to when it's on every single Instagram home screen, every TikTok page. And as much as you know, you can get positive videos from there, you, we're humans. We're going to compare ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever remove, because I did that. I went, I, I realized that I was like so hung up on all these like mm-hmm. dudes that were like... <laughs> Just to bring you up to speed, Beth, I got dumped when I was like in year oh. eight for being really skinny. Twice so this is how I started my fitness page. Oh my God. I started my fitness journey to be like, I need to put some muscle on. So I, yeah. like, it's kind of the same thing. I started following all these dudes that were in amazing shape, all were jacked up on steroids. And I then remember one day being like, this isn't actually helping me. It's not actually providing motivation. It's making me even feel worse because I'm looking at that being like, I'm never going to look like that. Did you ever have that where you kind of unfollowed a lot of accounts that you like, you know what? I just keep looking at that and it just keeps beating me up. Yeah. So I never even followed them, but you know, on your like, (laughs) um, your home, not that page where accounts come up. Explore. I'd always see it on there. Yes. Yeah. I'd always see it on there. See, I'm so not technical. I'm rubbish. I'd see it all on that. And, um, I know. She's like got 100, 100 and however many thousand followers. She's like, I don't really yeah, know. And my friends are all so beautiful. My friends are like, they're beautiful. And they're, they're, some of them are curvy. Some of them are slimmer. But being a bigger one, I would have loved any of their bodies. So I said, and my family is slim. So my mum is like got a banging body. So I was always surrounded by beautiful women and I, you just compare yourself. It's mm-hmm. like, we're going to, it's, it's a shame that we do. Yeah. So did you, um, I'm just in, intrigued. So I'm sure everyone knows, but obviously you've got a, you've got a large uh, following on Instagram. Like, did you document your whole, like from start to finish or like, what was kind of like the process through that? What was, it was, it was so funny, right? Cause I was on at the beginning of lockdown. I was like, Oh, I'm so bored. Um, everyone's got TikTok and I was like yeah but I'm 25 I can't have TikTok um, and it was Easy such a, like a <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I'm 30 here and I'm and, still bagging around and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like do you know what sod it everyone's going on a bite I'm going to download it and my dad's got it I can have it 
I've downloaded it and I actually seen Ryan on there talking about these people like women eating 1200 calories and I was like oh that's so bloody true and like scrolling through you know pages and um I thought why don't I post about my journey um so I did I posted it on TikTok so nobody knew me on there mm-hmm. um posted it on TikTok first had quite a big following from it and then I think in June last year I then posted my first ever weight loss post on Instagram and it just blew up and I so I what were you then what was your following like there just I know like numbers I, well, before mean, I started posting yeah I'm just intrigued I had like a thousand followers so you, okay and what are you at now <laughs> um 155 oh, so you've got 154,000 wow. in like seven eight months yeah that and is I'm incredible. not even like one of those yeah and I try to I think the difference is and I, I do not feel like oh you know big head but I just I'm not tech savvy you know I don't know how to use a ring light I do I just post videos that you know like that Resonate. I believe in and you know my advice and my recipes and it's not top dog like videos but, but people relate to them mm. doesn't and matter the, about the biggest thing I want to like do is be relatable when people can see that I've done it and they can do it yeah 100%. it's that as well and like you are now the real life inspiration you know we will follow these people that look like unrealistic and have had maybe work done or very genetically mm-hmm. gifted and we're like oh, we're just never gonna look like that because our body proportions yeah. aren't the same you are a very realistic person who's like you know what i've come from you know where you are now potentially for the people that are watching your stuff and you're like this is how i did it and it's and people love that because you are a real life inspiration of someone who's been there and then come out the other side and you also is nice because then you know they see you talking about the different things they see the kind of food inspiration and things like that and mm-hmm. it just shows that also like social media doesn't always need to be fancy you put out good information and you like people yeah. like that. that's what they want people want to see people it's a social platform and i think that's a yeah. credit to you as well and do you enjoy cooking obviously oh i love it yeah no i do love cooking because you've got um, cook, have you got cook? Because I know on all your stories are like reshares of like people cooking your stuff and tagging it. Is that yeah. your recipes and things? Yeah, yeah. So all that, everything that I reshare is just people that have made my stuff and looks better than my photos. So I'm like, well. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, and no, I've always been interested in cooking. And my grandma, because my um my papa, my granddad, sorry, he's um had a lot of health issues. My grandma's always been around like low saturated fat recipes, low fat recipes. So I grew up around that kind of food, but I still had double the portion, hence my size. Um, but I was always around, you know, she cooked good, delicious food, and I never knew it was low in fat. So I was like, hang on a minute. So my grandma's always taught me, you know, different things and different ingredients that I could use, but it wasn't until I took it one step further and really, you know, Googled it as such, that I knew how to make a spaghetti bolognese without using a jar. <laughs> And it takes Love that. 10 minutes. I still it's don't. So, you know, I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's not go into that one, Beth. Um, yeah. And you have, you know, just as a, as a side note, I'm always up for this, like supporting people, but you do have a recipe book that people can get, right? No. What? No, I just uploaded Instagram. Uh-huh. Well, so it's, it's literally, well, it's just that you just, uh, recipes that people that, you, that you've just... made and they've copied. Yeah. That's incredible. Oh, I thought yeah. I was like, she must have a recipe book because everyone no, has stories. Yeah, no, I need to get into it. Everyone's always yeah. going to you need a book, you need a book. And I'm like, oh, guys, I don't even know how to like, 
download Word documents. <laughs> I'll let you off because you're from Devon. Oh, bless you. Yeah, you should. You should, like, honestly, like, you've got a good following of people who yeah. love your recipes. People love a book because it's easy as well because mm. I can only yeah, imagine I, the pain that your followers have to go through when they have to scroll through trying to find I know, the they hate recipes it. that they've so seen, like, free. a month ago. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, honestly, they're, someone messaged me the other day saying, my phone is just full of your print screens. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> because I'm dyslexic as well, I really struggle to like write it all out. That's why I just do a video. So, oh, uh, yeah, maybe I need someone to help me. <laughs> you That's should, um, like, you should definitely do, uh, like, you can do workshops. So, like, you should definitely do, like, a Zoom mm. workshop of, like, if this is, like, legit if you actually like cooking and, like, cooking from scratch and stuff. Um, yeah. That's, I've, I've always thought, why don't people, like, I, I follow quite a few people that do actually have, like, recipe books and all of like, these kind of things. And I've always thought, mm. why don't you do, like, a two-day, like, cooking workshop or something? Because yeah. when, we, when, so, in our side, inside of our academy, like, we uh, try and put, like, events on around, like, certain times of the year. So, Christmas, we wanted to host some kind of event. And I was looking for ages for someone to get someone in to do like a cooking workshop. And I just couldn't find mm. anyone out there that would, that would do it. And I was like, well, Wait, lost Beth. yeah, well, we now know. There we go. Wait, you know Beth. the next time. <laughs> um, but Chef Beth. But I, I was That's like, it. I was like, how, I mean, Ryan, we can't do this. There's no way we can do this cooking. It's <laughs> gracious. No, I wouldn't even put myself through it. Um, that's yeah that, there we go see maybe they've just given you a, a little like spark in thought into something mm. um I, I th- i'm pretty sure you can write your own books through amazon someone told me that before yeah someone like, you should, told me to do that. yeah see someone was like you should write a book and i was like i got a first clue about writing a book and they're like oh you can do it through amazon it's easy and i was like can you yeah, yeah. so little uh little tip on the book like there's there's oh. I can't, I don't want to say his name and get it wrong because it won't do him any credit. I'll find out. But what he basically talks about is he's like self-published like hundreds of books and he gets them out there like into the world. But basically all he does is it. So in Google Docs, you can do audio. So what he does mm-hmm. is in Google Docs, he, he never writes anything. He like audios everything. He audios everything ah. that he wants to do. And then sends it to like he pays someone in like Upwork a couple hundred quid to like basically make sure the grammar's fine and everything. And he's literally like producing book after book after book, like just like that, because he's using Google Docs to speak through it. So but, yeah, you could do it with like recipes and actually just step by step speak about the recipe. Mm-hmm. Um oh, writing down. <clears throat> Look at that. This has gone from yeah, a about... Beth to like a marketing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're getting commission. so what were your tell us about your hurdles because as we always say you know everyone thinks that it's going to be this perfect journey and think that it's going to happen and we're so you know one of the first things i think we tell anyone when they join the academy or like before we start this isn't going to be the perfect journey you know whatever you're doing even if you're working with a coach and you've literally got someone holding your hand you're gonna have speed bumps Mm -hmm. in the road what were some of your biggest speed bumps and how did you overcome them along the way um, probably my binge eating because even though I was, you know, in a calorie deficit, I was teaching myself, you know, good recipes and ingredients. I still had that tendency to go into the kitchen and eat everything I could find within mm-hmm. five minutes. Um, so definitely combating that. And I didn't get professional help. Uh, you know, I probably should have, but you know, doctors can be a bit, you know, mm. so, um, <laughs> that's yeah. <for> podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so I think it was trying to get over that mindset you know and, and not happening so often and also not being so obsessed with scales 
which um, I managed. I, I was actually very good at that. And I think that was because I had experienced such negative, you know, experiences with Slimmer World and weighing myself. I already knew not to become obsessed with, you know, the scales. And I knew about what retention I knew about when I was in my period, I might gain a few pounds and things like that. So I measured my body. I took photos because one day I would wake up and I'd feel really light and think, well, do you know what? I must have lost weight. And I'd go on the scales and I hadn't. And that would, that would instantly be like, oh, you know, what's the point? When in reality, I'd lost yeah. two inches. Mm. So it was little things like that. And it is all in your mind. It really is. So do you like, I mean, binge eating is, is, is something definitely a bit more complex than disordered eating or anything like that. But like, what, did you manage to identify any of like, like what were your core triggers for like binge eating? For, for an example like that, um, yeah. it's, I, I've worked with some women before that it's like specifically been because they are such in that, like the old school dieting culture of restrict, 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 like low calorie, low calorie, low calorie, yeah. that that causes them to then inevitably overeat when the opportunity arises. What did you yeah. identify yours? Um, I think it's to do with, you know, years of yo-yo dieting. Um, mm-hmm. that's where it started, the binge eating. And then in in this new journey that I went on, it was more a case of I'd be in a hairdresser. I'm so busy at work. I wouldn't find time to eat because I wouldn't take stuff with me, you know, snacks or lunch. Um, and I'd go home and then it, would, it wouldn't be a case of going into the kitchen and just eating everything I can find. Yeah. Um, yeah. And little things, you know, being G1 and having a chocolate bar, but wanting another one, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have given myself that other one. I should have. I would have been fine at two. But I thought, nope, just one, just one. And then two days later I was then eating five. I just didn't give myself that extra bit that I needed and my body wanted. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you do now? Like when so I, I'm assuming like these these temptations don't always completely eradicate. Like I'm sure you no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. So how how do you better deal with that now? Um, so when I was back at work, it was me and my, um, Kelly who works with me, we had like a little snack corner and we put, you know, um, snacks in a box and put the calorie amounts on top. So I still was in control when I was in my deficit. Um, making sure I wasn't skipping my meals is so important not to go all day without eating. Oh, that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So even if it's a case of it's a sandwich or it's a salad or it's pasta, I would take some to work and made sure I had those 10 minutes so I could sit down and eat my dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, um, things like if I did feel a binge coming on, I could feel myself in the kitchen reaching for the covers. I would like, I know it sounds silly, but I would stand there and I'd just take a breath and be like, no, Beth, you can do this. You know, don't, don't fall into the spiral. And I would literally make myself a cup of tea, go in the front room, have my snack box, and I would just eat it super slowly instead of brushing it all down my throat mm-hmm. and just give myself a minute to calm down. Because it's, it's, you get yourself so whacked up. Yeah. yeah, but having that awareness is like so important, isn't it? Like that's yeah. That's I can, I know when I'm going to start doing it. I, there's like a switch in my brain, and I know what I know. It. I'm I'm in control of it now. Um, but even now, I do it. It's one of those things where I I can control it a lot better now. Um, but I don't think it's something that ever goes away. It's always that temptation is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I'm, ad- I'm essentially addicted to food. I love food. <laughs> mm. I think I think it's the same with anything. Like you said, some of the lines of mental health. Like I suffer with anxiety and like quite badly. Mm-hmm. And we always say like, I will never get rid of that. It's happened because of yeah. what happened due to traumas. And it's like you never get rid of it. Yeah. You just learn to yeah. manage it, and you know what triggers it, and you learn ways of managing these things. And I think that's where everyone yeah. kind of 
often slips up because they're looking for a way to fix it. And it's like fixing it, looking at managing it in the best way possible and identifying what it is that triggers you per se. So you can remove Mm -hmm. that because if you can remove the, if you can identify the trigger, you can kind of like give yourself some time between the trigger and the response. We, you know, we, I, we tell clients all the time, if you're unsure whether it's physical hunger or psychological hunger, I always say sit for five. It's like, or ask yourself the HALT method. It's like sit for five with a feeling, which is pretty much what you do. Take a deep breath, Mm -hmm. talk to yourself. Yeah, it really is. Hey, don't do it. Or another great one is, is HALT. So it's like, ask yourself, am I hungry? Am I like anxious, angry? Am I lonely or am I tired? Like, are these Mm -hmm. reasons why I'm eating or am I generally hungry? Because otherwise we act on emotions and and that's great. Oh yeah brought about the awareness and didn't just kind of mm. go into that. And, and it is, and for anyone that's listened to this, know that like you just learn how to manage these things. They will never go away. Yeah, like away. eating disorders are so complex. It's not just, there's so many different variants of it. And my binge eating disorder is going to be completely different to somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have gone down the route of, you know, having therapy and have, doing things like that. But I've managed to be able to, you know, control it myself, and I've not had the best experience with my own personal doctors, which is something I need to do and work on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, everyone is so different, and it's so true. What you just said it's so connected with your emotions, and it really is. Because when I was doing swimming world, I'm not really spoken much about the fact uh, what I went through when I did swimming world. But I developed bulimia and also started doing laxative abuse, things like mm-hmm. that, to trying to get myself out of that mindset. I've been through a lot like mentally to try and get past all of these, like you said, traumas that I've gone through. Um, and binge eating is the one that I've struggled with the most. And I think that's the one that doesn't get enough rep- representation. Mm-hmm. And it's the one that's really stuck with me. You know, the bleeding I've battled and I've not done it in a very, very long time. Lacks abuse. You know, that I did that for a couple of months and never did it again. But I still went through that, but it came through the other end. Whereas binge eating disorder is something that has really, you know, played a big part in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like it's it, no matter what it is, like your environment is so important. And if you're like, mm-hmm. if you can identify and if you're aware of like the triggers that 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 cause you to start the like you you said you know very well when it's kind of happening. So if you understand yeah. like the triggers of when your binge eating is going to start happening, like you are much better equipped to actually start putting in like action steps to help you move in a different direction rather than, again, it's just going back to the reflect and redirect, isn't it? It's like you could, you could not reflect on it happening and you could then go down the path of binge eating, but identify that, okay, this is a common trait that I do when I start binge Mm -hmm. eating. Mm-hmm. no i'm not going there like i'm stopping yeah, and it's typical self-sabotage you know it really is yeah well um like so what i always like with, with this journey that you're on like it's we kind of it's never like a for it's not like a one and done thing like i think so many people have the expectations of like when i lose x amount of weight like that will be it like i'll be done like it's a forever sliding scale and i think actually the, yeah. the the further you go down the path like your core values change a lot and like actually oh what mm-hmm. what's true to you changes and you start to actually mold that better because like we've worked with some clients before where like they've actually like 10 pounds, 20 pounds before their quote unquote goal weight, they've mm. actually been like, do you know what? Like, I actually don't know if I want to go there. Like I'm really happy yeah. where I am now. And 
I'm starting to feel a lot better in like myself, my confidence, but I don't yeah. feel like I need to go like to this next place. So you, you're kind of like your journey does shift. So like, I'm assuming like you're completely open to that. Like you're completely opening to, to your journey, like always changing. And you're kind of just like going with the good times. Like just yeah, like uh, this this journey was so different because I never put a time frame on it. I never gave myself a goal weight. Mm. I literally sat down and I said to you know my friends, my family, who I spoke to about it. I said I'm not putting a goal on this. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do it until I feel healthy, until I feel happy. Mm. I'm just gonna go with, go with the flow and just see how I feel in myself. So I think that was one thing I was always doing wrong. I was always saying, right, I'm gonna lose a stone in a month. I want to be ten stone. I want to be you know eleven stone three. And it's just so unrealistic. Yeah, and like, like even saying that I've lost eighty six pounds, I have, but that's fluctuated throughout the, the you know the last year that I've maintained my weight. It's gone up to ten five, gone down to nine seven. I've been in that bracket. Yeah, and you you even find like along the journey, like there's there will be certain times where you're actually more, and again, it just comes down to the awareness and like where you're actually at. But like, you'll be more comfortable, you know, sitting a couple of kilos heavier. Like, uh, uh, oh, I am hundred percent. Yeah, like everyone knows who knows like mine and Ryan's journey. Like we always say, like we were striving for so long to chase that endeavor of abs. We got to that mm-hmm. endeavor and was like, this sucks. Like this is awful. Yeah. And I'm actually far, far happier sitting like five kilos heavier with no abs than I yeah. was like that five to seven kilos lighter with abs. And then again, yeah, and I think better. people, I think people forget like being obsessed you know can work both ways being obsessed with weight loss can also be obsessing a public having abs and staying ripped staying fit for 12 yeah. months of the year like that's just as unhealthy as somebody eating cakes all day yeah so like just all, different ends of the spectrum yeah and what i can see with your journey in particular is like because you've just like expressed to us how much you love like the whole cooking side of things it's completely mm-hmm. that's not actually like it started off from a uh, a weight loss perspective, but now you've actually fallen in love with the process of cooking and stuff and using all yeah. these like the nutrient dense meals. Like mm-hmm. you, like unless you physically stop cooking and you decide, like, do you know what? I'm going to go back to like your own like uh, previous habits and stuff. Like, it will continue to like you won't you won't quote unquote again fall backwards because you're so you've fall in love with the process of doing what you're doing and like yeah. we're huge advocates of people doing that yeah it's- yeah I, I would never go back because you know for example like I said earlier the spag bowl you know Don Mayo sauce is like two pounds I can get pasta mm. and all the herbs for a pound so one money <laughs> is better off that. Yeah. two it tastes ten times better and three I enjoy it and it takes I can whack it in the slope if I go to work or I can put it in a pound for half an hour when I get back it's not yeah. a big deal and it tastes better yeah and that's it as well. And it's understanding that, I don't know if you can hear my dog. Sorry. I can hear I'm used to it. My two is so loud. Yeah. Uh, so we do have a second guest on uh, the podcast today. It's me. Yeah. Um, and this is the important thing is understanding that two things that you brought up, which is really great, is understanding that one, enjoy the journey. Like we say to all of our clients, don't just focus on the outcome goal. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process. Because yeah. in theory, you're never going to do this process again. It's a once in a lifetime thing. That's how it should be anyway. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Like enjoy the process. Enjoy the things you're doing. But also you're very good at looking at your like behaviors and habits. And this is what we're so hot mm-hmm. on. We're like, it's not just about your nutrition. It's about your behaviors and habits around nutrition, around your mindset your psychology around kind of like all the other things you do in life that produce this 
you know, this longevity that you've now got, you know, you don't have to track mm-hmm. calories anymore because you've got the education, yeah. you enjoy cooking. What other things kind of, what other good habits and behaviors have you picked up along the way, if that makes sense? I think the, like, again, the biggest one is just no longer seeing foods as good, good or bad. That was the yeah. major thing that I would do. So, you know, learning, I can, I can have that where I can have that takeaway. I can have that Domino's, you know, and not freedom. having the guilt of eating it. Yeah, no, it is. There's so much more freedom. Um, not cutting anything out. It, it, honestly, it's a complete game changer. Not saying no to nights out because, you know, oh, I might gain a pound from, you know, drinking alcohol. It's yeah. no way to live. And now I can go and do what I want. Yeah. And that, that's the important thing. It's the longevity. And, and as a kind of like note here, and I know a lot of women face this, you know, their other halves, husband, partners, fiancés, <laughs> girlfriends, whatever it might be, are so used to seeing them diet. They're like, oh, another diet. Here we go. What was your husband's thought that you actually did it and achieved it? Because I know a lot of the time, you know, most of the diets where we're cutting out restricting, it not only affects you, but it affects them. Because it's like, oh, well, we can't have a takeaway because, you know, my other half's dieting or we can't have this because yeah. she's not allowed it. Oh, I didn't bother him. He's still getting a takeaway. He's joking on you. He's not cutting anything out. <laughs> yeah. No, he was really good. Like, I think he's a massive foodie like me, so he enjoys everything I cook. And actually, he was so amazing cool. thinking back to it. He actually would like Google recipes and I could come home from work and he'd be like, well, I've made this 300 calories. And I'd be like, oh, God bless you. And he was so, he was really good to me. Um, what's, his, what's his name? Chris. Chris, we have a shout out for you. You're probably not going to listen to this back, but for everyone listening <laughs> oh, no, he Chris. will, he will. Okay. Chris, you are a diamond legend. And it kind of brings me to think as well, it's like, it's so important to have that support system. We say to all of the women that join our academy, support is a huge, you need accountability and support. What was your support? You obviously mentioned there briefly about your support system. You know, your husband by the sounds of it was amazing. He cooked meals, had the calories, like in my eyes, he's a legend already. So how else did that kind of, you know, what other, did you have like a WhatsApp group or, you know, friends or family? Was it just your husband? He was like the main support accountability I think this time it was about uh, it's a weird one this time it was, I focused on myself mm-hmm. um I didn't focus on getting other and like bouncing other people I was like I need to do this on my own kind of thing so Chris like took it upon himself to do those things for me to help me which was amazing and I talked to my mum you know every now and again about oh, I was doing this new recipe tonight and I've lost like this much weight but yeah. I didn't really talk about it to many people it was something that I was doing for me and I didn't it was a weird one this time it really was it was a complete shift in my life but that is the most important part if we do if we do the same thing over and over again we're going to get the same results exactly this time was completely different and you've now yeah. managed to lose over 80 pounds, keep it off. Yeah. And by the looks of things, you've got the best relationship with food. You're, ha- you're happy and content mm-hmm. with everything, everything is in your life because you did it differently. And I think that's yes, what so hung up is they do the same thing and expects different results. And it's like, it's never yeah. going to happen. Things have to No, shit. I get people asking me, they'll say, it, they'll say to me, oh, can I have, you know, what did you eat? I want to know what you ate. I want to know what calories you had. And I'm like, well, no, because... <laughs> Yeah, you know we're not the same people. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and that's and I, yeah. But just from them asking me that, I know they're not in the right mindset because they're Mm -hmm. trying to find, you know, they're trying to copy what I did to get the same results, and it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, do you know? Do you know? So I got no problem. 
Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say what your five biggest tips that you give to someone starting out. But if you've got something before that, you go. I was All I was just going to say is it's a slightly off topic. So this is why I was like, Ryan, if you've got something on, keep it there. What's like really messed up and I, like, I was thinking about the other day is like, so whenever like anyone knows that you're on some kind of like weight loss endeavor, the first question that anyone ever asks anyone is how much weight have you lost? Which is such yeah. a messed up thing. And like, it's true. We've had so many like women come through the academy that might necessarily not have actually lost much weight at all, but the mindset shift they have means that this is a long-term sustainable transformation for the first time in their entire life. But when all of a sudden yeah. like, they maybe say to their friend or family, oh, I've, I've only lost five pounds, in their head, their perception is like, oh, well, that's not very good, isn't it? But yeah. like the actual mindset changes they've had, like, outweighs massively any of the results yeah. they ever would get. But I think it's just such a, a thing that's so overlooked. So I'm going to start a movement now of stop asking people how your weight loss journey is going in terms of the yeah. pound. It's like, ask about the mental shift. Like what's yeah. changed? Yeah, ask how they feel. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so no, I've asked the same questions I get. I get how much weight have you lost? How long does it take you? And how tall are you? That's the three main questions I get. How tall are you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's because I, I I think I look taller than what I am in my posts. People always think I'm like six foot, and I'm like, oh, I wish. I'm only like five <laughs> three, five four. But yeah, that's what I get asked the most. Uh, really I don't mind answering the questions because I, I'm at the other end of the, the spectrum now. I've lost the weight. I'm happy. You know, I'm maintaining. Yeah. But but if you had asked me that in my first couple of months, I would have been like, well, for you, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why does it matter what- how much I've lost? People assume there's, and I think that's where this 1200 calories has come from, obviously, in my fitness power, because my mm-hmm. fitness power is setting people calories that are like so the same as other people's. Mm-hmm. So now people assume there's this like special calorie number that yeah. you've got to hit. And it's like there isn't a special one number. It's a number that's adjacent to you that just makes you consume less energy than you need. That number yeah. is individual and it's completely like it's on your you know your age your height your weight your activity level you know your muscle mass different things actually come into play as to what your calorie yeah definitely so there is no one size number and i just want to i'm always cautious when we're kind of coming up to like 50 minutes an hour but what is your what are your five kind of like tips and i love i think we ask everyone this that comes on the podcast what are your five yeah. tips that you would give someone starting out on their journey like adv- like like advice it doesn't have to be like anything like sciencey or crazy like you know it could be like yeah. that stuff um Three to five. my first one yeah my first one would be to make sure you're in the right mindset and you lose the weight for the right reason like what are the reasons behind you wanting to lose the weight and do your research, you know, learn about different ingredients, learn different recipes, you know, don't just start eating less, don't start cutting things out, you know, it's everything in moderation. Also, keeping hydrated is one of my biggest ones. You know, always have water around you, always keep drinking water because, you know, half the time you're not even hungry, you're just thirsty. Um, what else? Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> there was... Um, just be happy, enjoy the journey. So there was uh, a study, sorry, this is going back to your water one. There was actually a study conducted that was like participants that drank uh, water prior to eating, had their food intake, intake decreased by 30% over the ones that didn't, eat, uh, didn't drink water prior to eating. And then also 
there was a long-term correlation between weight loss to those that drank um, water prior to the feeding window than those that didn't, which obviously just completely like scientifically backs up your point of what you're saying about stay hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I've seen people do that. So I'm not one of those that will like, my remember someone said to me, drink a pint of water before you have a meal. And I never did that, but I always just made sure throughout the day, you know, I was drinking at least two liters and I know it's annoying going to the toilet every 10 minutes, but <laughs> it's worth it. Not just for your body, but for your mental steps. health, your skin. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> it makes you feel so good. <laughs> yeah. It's so right as well. The, um, simple the yeah and also the one thing that uh I, I, you were touching up on a, a couple of minutes ago about when you're talking about the calories and stuff and it's so important for people to understand as well like your calories don't have to stay the same every single day like oh my they God, can change <laughs> yeah people would say to me i've had i get messages all the time and they say i've gone over by 100 calories today and i'm like yeah but you're still in the calorie deficit yeah. chill out <laughs> yeah like just take a breather it's that's okay that's fine yeah even if you go over your calorie deficit and you you know you're still eating your maintenance calories you know For one day. even if you overeat one day yeah one day even two days it's mm. fine you yeah. know breathe give yourself a breath <laughs> <laughs> grab yourself a kit kat team and relax and this that's is it like, we don't set specific calorie like people like I'm like Lena. Someone's like, oh, I'm calorie counting, and um, they're like, I'm on one thousand three hundred forty six calories a day, and I'm like, how what? stressful is that? Like you are yeah. literally trying to eat one thousand three hundred forty six, and I'm like, why yeah. not just be like one thousand three hundred to one thousand five hundred? Give That's yourself some leeway. Give yourself a bracket. Yeah. Like you don't. I need give to- myself a bracket. They're like, uh, Beth, yeah. I've had 1,347 calories today. Like, uh, yeah. you've gone over. <laughs> what, like, yeah. Am I going to weigh two pounds more tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get all sorts of messages. Oh, I've got 300 calories left today. What should I have? And I was like, well, are you hungry? You know, yeah. do you want to have, do you want to eat? And if you do, have what you want to have. You know, if you want to have yeah. three little chocolate bars or two yeah. apples, then have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no roll. Mess- yeah. Someone messaged me earlier and they were like, what's the best meal for weight loss? <laughs> okay. I always read it and I'm like, I don't know. And like, I'm like, well, whatever you like. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, there's, there's no because There's no education, is there? On You get taught about, you know, you get taught on have your five a day. Um, you hear things growing up like, oh, one minute mince is bad for you. You shouldn't eat too much mint. And then one minute eggs are bad for you. You shouldn't eat too many eggs. And carbs yeah. makes you bloating. Carbs makes you gain weight. And you learn all of these bad things but, you know, no one's ever telling you that you can have all of these foods just in moderation. And I know it sounds so cliche and it sounds so like, oh, yeah, whatever. But it's so true. Mm. Yeah, it's true, though. No one talks about how, how happy carbs make you, do they? Which is like complete yeah, reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other night I had like a little, you know, like one of those fakeaways and I had a sticky chicken chips, rice and noodles. And everyone was like, oh, my God, you've got three different carbs. And I was like, yeah, I know, but I only have like 50 grams of each. It's a a lush meal, yeah. And I have got broccoli on there. There is one green. (laughs) (laughs) The thing you've got to make sure it makes you feel a little bit better about yourself. You're like, I have a couple of peas on there or something. It makes it more colourful. 
(laughs) (laughs) It goes back to the expectations again, though, doesn't it? Because like you never had, you never set yourself out on a a specific weight number or anything like that. So you were, Mm. again, you were going back to like, you were being more kind of yourself because there was no expectation for you to reach this set number in this set time. And I think a lot of people feel like that once they start this journey, that's it. They've got to, they've got to be all in. Like if they have one day over their calories, they've blown it. There's no point continuing where it's like, stop trying to, stop trying to do it so fast. Chill out. Like, yeah, definitely. Just take a breath and, you know, ride the wave. (laughs) Ride the wave. I love that. Honestly though, yeah, I don't think anyone should put a goal on it. And I think that's one of the, the, the things people do and it might hinder it, hinder their journey because they're expected, their expectations are so high. Um, mm. So I was like, no number, no goal. I just want to feel good in my clothes and that's it. I didn't want to be a size eight or a size 10. I didn't want to be nine stone. I just wanted to feel good. Yeah. Don't put unnecessary pressure on it. Definitely. It's like marriage. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope no one had that in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Rose doesn't listen to these back. Mm-hmm. I was like, Just it was keep buying dogs. It was a joke. Yeah, I got two. We can make at least two more dogs. You know, <laughs> I said that. I saw some chihuahuas. This is completely sidetracked now. I saw some. Uh, <laughs> this was on TikTok. There was this guy who had two chihuahuas. He puts them in little like biker leathers and a helmet, like a dog little oh helmet. God. One strapped to the front one strap to the back and he goes on motorbike rides with them. Oh, I couldn't do that with mine. I've got big dogs. Yeah, what dogs I mean, do you have? I've got two and I've got um, American Bulldog crossed with a Labrador and then our puppy, I don't even know what she is. We rescued her. She's like a bull mastiff cross American Bulldoggy looking. They look okay. scary but they're the biggest softies ever. They're so cute. Hang on, I've got to look up this first one. Uh, do you say it's Bulldog? American Bulldog, yeah, they're big. The big, and chunky, like, they look like Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're so cute, though, like, he'd lick you to death. Yeah. yeah but this, the it? postman runs, though, to the park and the door goes. He sounds like a wolf, honestly. Ours is the, I've got a husky and he's an absolute nightmare of, ha- like, howling. He howling. the house down. <laughs> like, absolutely howls the house oh, down. Oh, worse. Yeah, he's calm now. Like he causes thousands. I've seen those videos on TikTok of them just like howling and almost talking to you and giving Mm. you, you know, giving you attitude. (laughs) Yeah, he comes in and he'll pick up a dog toy and he'll just like growl at you like because he wants attention. He's like, like, come on, yeah, play with me. (laughs) (laughs) Have you found him yet, Hayden? Yeah, is this? So I'm just going to pull it up on the screen quickly. Sorry, is is this this uh, what we're talking about? Oh, lab crossbow American border. Is that- yeah, Bulldog. That actually looks like my little little him when he was a pup, but he's way bigger. He's huge. Oh, yeah, because American Bulldogs are quite big in and of themselves. They are stocky. Yeah, they're he's got the like lab, a Bulldog so body with a lab face. Yeah. Um, I, my dogs are awesome, man. I'm absolutely yeah. obsessed with Golden Retrievers. Like, oh, so am I. Oh, that's what I wanted next, but the hair, the pants. Yeah. I have a few short dog hairs, like, let alone Golden Retriever. Maybe I'll have a farm one day. Yeah, never get a husky. You can't no. get it. Oh, yeah, I bet. It is I awful. Bet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know people said it's bad. It's awful. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly, yeah, you have to brush them like a lot and it, like, you stroke him and it literally comes off. And I'm like, oh my, yeah. my clothes are ha- like constantly hairy. 
Like everything. Oh, yeah. If I wear anything black, I'm doomed. So I've got like yeah. white head everywhere. It's so annoying. I'm like rolling myself. Like, oh, I've got to go to work. Yeah. If you have dogs, Hayden, and they molt, that you have to, like, a, a basic necessity for your house is a lint roller. Like, you have yeah. to. Oh, my yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. I couldn't have, I could not, not have one because right. I would be walking out the house like fluffy as anything. Yeah. Right. Well, it, yeah, it's been it's been an absolute wicked episode. Um, I'm really excited to share this one to uh, the public. I think they're gonna they're gonna really enjoy it. Mm. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Like, welcome. And it's it's been Thanks amazing. For having me. Yeah, it's been amazing <laughs> to actually virtually meet you. And a lot, like we like we say, it's um, as soon as this world opens up a little bit, we'll we'll take a trip because mm-hmm. we were actually in we were in the old Somerset. Um, <laughs> last where was it? Like September or something? September, yeah. We took a work trip away. Yeah. So next time we do it, we'll 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 holler at you. One hundred percent. We'll go for good food. That's it. Actually, That's no. You can food. cook. I'll cook <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't mind. <laughs> we can have a crash meal with the bulldogs. Yeah, thank you very much, Beth, for coming on. And I know a lot of people wanted it. So it's a real good insight into someone who's gone through the same struggles and kind of come out yeah. the other side mm-hmm. and what you found was some of your biggest takeaways. And and it's really awesome to hear you kind of basically bring, you know, it's, it's a lot of what we say, and it's amazing that you guided that yourself. It was literally a journey of self-discovery mm-hmm. of everything that was working that wasn't working. And as, like, yeah. as a final note, Beth is a prime example of like, things don't go your way stop reassess and redirect you don't need to be on or off track you are always on track you just sometimes need to direct course definitely perfect well look guys we will see you guys in the next episode i hope you're well look after yourselves and we'll see you in a bit